Hello and welcome to the 100th episode of a Brothers Creed podcast where we talk about motivation, experiences, and exploring the world around us. We're the Thomas Brothers, and I'm Ethan. And I'm Jared, and this is our 100th episode. Uh, we've been in business <laughs> since uh, October of 2021, and we've reached... 2020. 2020 yes, 2020, at uh, during the pandemic, and we have reached 100 episodes, so we're, we're pretty excited uh, at this milestone. And this is kind of a, a retrospective episode. We're going to just uh, share some high-level information about the podcast and, and some of our reach. Uh, we're going to talk about, we're going to share some of our favorite clips and just talk about the podcast and what our experience has been. So thank you for joining us for this 100th episode. And if you've listened to any other episodes, thank you for listening to those too and being uh, part of our our, our our brothers and in our effort to and build our creed. too. Yep, and sisters because we've had actually a lot of women listen to this as well, and we've had several women on too. So uh, let's go ahead and jump into this episode. All right, let's do it. Spartans, what is your profession? Any man who must say I am the king is no true king. What I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare. If I can change, and you can change, everybody can change! Let us all unite! Let us fight for a new world! A decent world! So one of the first things I wanted to talk about was uh, our intros. Uh, one of the things that uh, I've like really have a passion for, and I, I think it's so fun is to just make different in- intros. What I'd like to continue doing is we've done a different intro for each year uh, that we've, we've been in the podcast. And uh, this, the intro that just played is the intro for 2022. Uh, and in a second, I'll play the intro uh, that we used in 2021. But one of the things I like about it is, is kind of the way that we'll go about it is Ethan and I will choose some, uh, choose some music that we like as kind of like a background music uh, and then I'll just go in and I'll grab a bunch of movie quotes and cool stuff that we, we think is cool. Uh, and then I'll, I'll pepper Ethan with a bunch of questions like, what do you think about this one? What do you think about this combination? I'll make like a bunch of different combinations. Ethan will be like, yeah, I like that. Or no, it's, it's too yeah. wimpy or something. Give some, su- give some suggestions on quotes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, and, let's, uh, let's, let's take a second. Let's break down some of the quotes from, um, yeah, I can replay here from, from, yeah, so so well we could just Yeah, okay. Uh, you want me to play it and we can talk talk we all pause it in line. Sure. Yeah, so what is your profession? So that one's obviously three hundred. So so I uh, at that specific part, I think it's really cool because all of these like we thought about these and how these kind of play into our, our personal creeds, right? Yeah. Building your creed. So it's in the movie three hundred. Um uh, the the main guy, uh, what's his Leonidas. name? Leonidas. Uh, Leonidas. Yeah, he's leading his troops, his three hundred uh, Spartans, to the battlefield uh, where they're going to fight, and they come across a, a group of uh, Acadians that I they, they were Athenians. Are going... Athenians. I thought they were Athenians. Well, no, it doesn't. Matter. I think they were Acadians, but regardless, it was a group of these other soldiers that were kind of coming to fight with them as well. And the, the leader of this group, the Acadians, say, um, 
uh, he says, you only brought 300 uh, men with you. And uh, he goes, and Leonidas is just like only 300. And then he points out one of the guys and he says, you, uh, Acadian, what is your profession? And the, the guy goes, well, I'm a blacksmith. And then he looks at another guy and says, and yours. And the guy goes, I'm a potter. And then the other guy, he goes, what's yours? He goes, I'm a farmer. And that's when he says, Spartans, what is your profession? And then they all like in, in unison go, oh, oh. And so he's like saying, all warriors. And then he goes, it, yeah. And then he goes, as you can see, I brought more soldiers than you did. <laughs> it's just it was like it was their lifestyle right it was their creed and their creed was was they were all soldiers uh so that was kind of one that we yeah, and they're dedicated cool. to their craft uh not to say that the others weren't but uh these guys were were uh fearless and, and they were just ruthless as as weapons yeah. of war uh, so this next one here is a, also one of the favorites any man who must say I am the king is no true king. So this one is from Game of Thrones. Uh, there was uh, one of the the uh, there's different like houses uh, in Game of Thrones, and there's the House Lannister. It's like this big family, and they own uh, they're a very rich family. And one of the guys, the the main patriarch of this noble house is uh, Tywin Lannister and his his like grandson, grandson. Has, has become the king who's like he's like 12 years old like you know 13 years old or something like that and he comes the king and he's king. a little twerp he's a spoiled twerp he's a spoiled little brat and uh and he was throwing a temper tantrum and he made his grandfather uh hand of the king so like second in command and uh the kid was he was being a brat and he was saying like you'll do whatever he was telling somebody to do something and he's like you'll do what i say because i'm the king that's why and then he says any man who has to say i am the king is no true king king. because if you're having to shout out that you are the boss then you have no credibility and you're not a true not a true boss or a true king because people don't respect you so you have to try to shout that you're the you're the king and i think that just like goes I think we see a lot of that and nowadays, like you know, especially in the in the man space, a lot of you guys will be like, "I'm an alpha, I'm 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 all this stuff," and it's like, dude, if you have to say that you're an alpha, <laughs> you're not an alpha. <laughs> and I feel like there's a lot of that out there right now, uh, where it's just like, just be it and, and have people's respect. You think uh, Jocko Willink goes around telling people he's an alpha? You know, it's probably not. I, I haven't heard. I've never heard him say that, but I would doubt that he is someone who says that because he just commands that respect right off the bat. Um, and so, yeah, and through th- his actions, yeah. So, so through your actions and through building that respect, that's how you become a king, not by uh, just claiming a title and shouting, "I am the king." And that's not how, like, you know, some people parent like that. Like, I'm the parent. You have to listen to me. It's like, well, you know, that's kind of a last ditch effort to get respect uh, when when none is, is given. So uh, definitely not a yeah. style that uh, you want to live by. Yeah. A lot of thought went into these. <laughs> yes. Let's do the next one. What I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare. <laughs> what about that? That's yes, Liam, Liam Neeson's, of course. <laughs> Liam Neeson's. <laughs> you seen that Key and Peele thing, right? Yeah, yes, yeah, so, so. that's hilarious. And so th- this one's from this one's from Taken, right? The first Taken movie, 
uh, with Liam Neeson and his daughter is taken. And then uh, the people that took his daughter, his teenage daughter, kidnapped her, lifts up, you know, picks up the phone and uh, he says, you know, I, I don't know who you are, what you want, but, you know, I have a particular set of skills and they make me a nightmare. And then the guy says, good luck, good luck. And yeah. uh, hangs up the phone. And then I'm spoiler alert. He goes and kills everybody. <laughs> yeah. So I, I like that piece because, you know, he has a, a certain particular set of skills that he had honed over a lifetime. And that makes him a nightmare to evil men. And I think that that is something that we should aspire to as well. Like we're trying to gain, build skills, uh, build our creeds uh, and build ourselves up as men and women uh, to be a nightmare to anybody who is, uh, you know, evil in this world or who's, who's trying to do uh, bad to our families or those around us, or even just people in general or to society. And I think we need good men and women to stand up against that. You can't do that. that. You can't stand up against that if you don't have any honed skills or if you haven't ever tried to exercise those muscles. And in that, and in that movie, that movie, maybe it's particularly specifically talking about like physical skills of, you know, combat and, and evasion and, and infiltration and all this sort of kind of stuff. But I think that could be that could be compared to anything in the, the fact that he was capable, that he had developed those skills, that he could take care of him and his, himself and his family. That could be any skills. You know, for me, that could be, you know, developing a, a, a skill that will pay the bills or developing a skill that uh, of being a good example to your children so that you can perpetuate, uh, um, you know, participate or, 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 or uh, you know, positive members of society. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was, that was a good one for sure. Yeah. Let's go to the next one. If I can change and you can change, everybody can change. <laughs> Ethan, you got this yeah, one. So this, so this one is Rocky Four, right? After he he wins the fight with Ivan Drago, and uh, I think this one might have been my uh, might have been my my suggestion or contribution on this one. But uh, so he wins the fight with Ivan Drago, who's the Russian. And one thing that he says is he says, uh, "I guess it's better that two people fight and almost kill each other." It's better that, that two people fight than 20 million, he says. And so um, that's when he says, is if, if I can change, because he went to Russia and he hated him. He hated the Russians. He hated Ivan Drago for, you know, who they were and for killing uh, Apollo Creed and everything else. Uh, but by at the end of the fight, he had a change of heart and he could tell that the Russians there had a change of heart as well and that they were cheering for him as well. And that they were, you know, it's kind of supportive of both sides and in, in this, this fight that, that they were having. So uh, it, the end, end result was that all, we all need to kind of just care for each other and do the right thing. Yeah. I liked it too, because he says, you guys changed and I can change. Everybody can change. And that's kind of the whole purpose of the podcast is that we can change to be better. We can learn, explore, we can become motivated uh, and become better people because if you're not operating in your uh, your uh, outside of your comfort zone, you're not changing, you're not growing. And so, uh, actually, we had a funny thing at work the other day. I, 
someone asked it, like an icebreaker question said, who is your, what villain do you sympathize with? And I was like, man, I sympathize with Ivan Drago. That guy was like a, just a machine for the Soviet Union. And then in the end, he just like defied the Soviet empire. And uh, he said, I fight for me, you know, and he just like finishes the fight fighting for himself in front of the like top brass of the Soviet Union. You know, I was just like, dude, that guy, he was, <laughs> he's not that yeah. bad of a villain. <laughs> knowing except for the part knowing he, that he was going to lose everything. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so except for the part when he killed Apollo Creed, though, I did forget about that. <laughs> yeah, well, Paul had it coming. <laughs> All that. All that dancing around. All that showboating. <laughs> I want you. <laughs> I want you. Yeah. All right. So let's go to the next one. Uh, all right. You want to go to the okay. next one? Yeah. Okay. Let us all unite. Let us fight for a new world. A decent world. So that one is uh, from an old movie called A Dictator uh, by Charlie with Charlie Chaplin. And he gives a really cool monologue great monologue and that's just one piece of it i if you haven't heard the whole thing go check it out but it, i like what he it's says really good about uniting uh coming together and creating a better world uh and that's really what we're all about on the podcast and so i, I loved that clip should yeah. we uh should we do last year's one too yeah yeah let's do it all right here we go you can't climb the ladder of success with your hands in the pocket so I know this one came from you, Ethan, because you had heard this quote. I I had never <laughs> heard Schwarzenegger say that before. You want do you want to touch on this one? Yeah, yeah. This is Arnold Schwarzenegger. He gave a kind of a motivational speech, and I think he shared like six uh, six steps to success, or or six uh, uh, whatever of success points of success. And one of the ones was you can't climb the ladder of success with your hands in your pockets, and. I just I just loved that one because it it showed the difference between to me it's like do I do I act in my life or do I just get acted upon mm-hmm. and um, it was in my actively like climbing the ladder and grasping the rungs and pulling myself up or in my hands in my pockets and I'm just kind of just go with the flow, you know, maybe taking a couple steps or, uh, you know, not, not moving too fast and everything else. And so I just really like that one. Yeah. You got to put in the effort and then you got to climb. You can't just, you can't be lazy and expect to be successful. You know, you got to put in the effort. Yeah. So that was a graduation speech. He said they did that at. Yeah. We will not go quietly into the night. So, that one was from Independence Day, possibly the best movie speech ever. Uh, we, we've shared that on our best our best speeches podcast that we did. We yeah, definitely shared yeah. that one. Uh, yeah, it's just uh, you know great defiance of you know he talks about not going quietly and uh, submitting to this extraterrestrial force and we'll fight, we'll live on, and it's an excellent speech. I think it's just you know as as. Uh, as good men and women of the world, I think that we can't just stand in the shadows uh, and let, uh, you know, evil prevail in this world. We got to stand up. We got to fight it. Yeah. And I think that a lot of these things that yep. a lot of these things that we see too is uh, is kind of uniting principles, mm-hmm. right? And that's one thing that we've seen with the podcast is that we really kind of like to form a community. That was our that was one of our main goals was form you know originally what we called a brotherhood, but you know, 
everyone, all types of people that want to grow their own personal creed, right? And and we probably should have started this from the beginning, but we share it uh, on almost every episode that a creed is a set of of personal beliefs or aims or principles that that help to guide one's actions. And so if you can have a solid creed, if you can have solid principles or beliefs or aims or or, or, or something that guides the decisions that we make in our actions, then, I mean, what more powerful tool could you, could you possibly want? Yeah, absolutely. And, and unity that I, I believe, I truly believe that a lot of that is done through unity and collaboration with others. And that is kind of in like the way that we did our name a brother's creed. So it's not like the way that we've done brothers. It's, the we we went back and forth about this quite a bit with our wives uh, about the English. Where, where do you this. put the apostrophe? <laughs> if you put the apostrophe before the S, it makes the creed possessive to us as brothers, or 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 a single brother that brother's creed. But what we wanted to do is like the creed of all of the brothers, and that's why the apostrophe is after the S because as we want every we want to build every this whole podcast is about everybody's creed. Uh, all of the yeah. brothers that, and, and sisters that come into us, but we we, we like that brothers because you know obviously we're brothers, uh, and we are building our creed, Ethan and I. But also we want to build this brotherhood that is also working on building their creed. So uh, that's why the apostrophe is after the S. Very intentional on that one. Yeah. Let's keep going here. This is the 2021 intro. Tell me your manly, true grit. So this is from the movie True Grit, and when this is from the new, the remake version, which I think is better than the old version with John Wayne, uh, she she goes and she's trying to find uh, this guy Rooster Cogburn, who's uh, a ruffian <laughs> man, uh, but he's who killed who killed her dad, right? No, no. Well, oh well, Rooster Cogburn didn't kill her dad. Some other guy killed her dad, but she's going to find Rooster because she thinks that he can hunt him down and kill him. And so she says she wants to find a man with true grit that's capable, that's, oh, yeah. that's able to go out and find him and bring justice. And so uh, I thought that was cool that, uh, yeah, I, I want to be, if someone was looking for someone with true grit, I hope that they'd uh, see that in me. So, yeah, I yeah. Like that. And that, I thought it was interesting. She says, I hear you're a man with true grit. So, or, you know, or I'm looking for a man with true grit. And so that, that, he had a reputation. Yeah. It wasn't just like, she just, uh, you know, randomly was talking to strangers and was like, do you have grit? Do you have grit? It's like, no, I've talked to a bunch of people and they've pointed me in your direction. I'm looking for a man of true grit. I've come to you specifically. And so it's like, someone with this reputation of, of being tough and doing the right thing and, and being able to push through hard times. Yeah. And be able to get get the job done, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's do the next one here. I am the one who knocks. <laughs> so, I am the one who knocks. Uh, anybody who knows this one, uh, this is from the movie Breaking Bad. Uh, you know, he's, uh, this guy, he's become, he's went from a high school chemistry teacher to like this drug kingpin. And <clears throat> his wife becomes aware of this but she still sees him as this high school's teacher. And she's like, what if someone comes knocking at our door in the middle of the night? And he's like, do you have any idea who I am? He's like, if I decided to go 
stop going to work in the morning, a uh, company this that could be listed on the NASDAQ goes belly up. And he's like, I am the one who knocks on someone's door. He says, and then he says, I am the danger. Uh, and then so I, I like that perspective because he's saying like, don't underestimate me. I'm the one who who's like, um, who's knocking on people's doors here. I, I'm not the one that's in danger. I am the danger. Uh, and I like that like, empowered uh, mentality. And it he, he actually was. It's funny because in, in the show, he was actually in both scenarios. There was one time where he literally had these two guys sitting on his bed outside his bathroom with an axe waiting to kill him when he came out, but they got called off. And then there were other times when he did knock on people's door and he was that guy. So uh, it's... I definitely get taken vibes from that one. Yeah. Let's go to the next one here. Don't ever tell me what I can't do, ever. <laughs> Ethan, you could do you do this one. This one's this one's this one's old school. So this one is uh, from a TV show called Lost. I don't know if anybody's seen that, but there's a, a one specific character. His name is John Locke, and he uh, through a series of unfortunate events, right? He uh, was paralyzed and he was in a wheelchair and he was uh, had paid for the t- it was like this travel agency a walk or something so, so that they would take him on like this this walkabout adventure i think it was in australia yep. mm-hmm. and um when he got there he got to the place that he was supposed they were supposed to take him out on this walkabout and he was in a wheelchair and i guess he had never told them and the, the, the owner of this company was kind of like, look, you're in a wheelchair. You can't go out there. You can't walk. You can't do anything, you know? And and he was the kind of personality who was just like, you know, don't tell me what I can't do. And he blew up on this guy, and, and he was very, very capable. Um, oh, yeah. You know, when, when he got on the island, you know, things, his situation kind of changed. But he, right? He, well, but the only, he was only, very capable. The only difference on the island was that the island magically made his legs okay, but he had all those skills already. He had all the survival yeah. skills. He knew, like, in his luggage, he had all these knives. I mean, he knew how to survive. And I love yeah. that quote, first of all, because I love Lost. Uh, and it's kind of very nostalgic for me, but um, I love the tenacity of saying, like, don't tell me what I can't do. Like, that kind of is reminiscent of what was said in that uh, Search for Happiness, where he says, don't let anybody tell you, he tells his son, don't let anybody tell you what you can or can't do. Uh, you're the only one that can decide that. And uh, I, I think it really empowers uh, people to be uh, sovereign over themselves. Uh, you know, don't and don't let it people put on you their doubts and their fears you go do what you think you can do yeah it's interesting going back to the to the arnold schwarzenegger speech that was at the beginning one of his steps to success is don't listen to the naysayers and he always says i love it whenever people would tell me oh you can't do that that's never been done before because and then he says because whenever i do it i know i'm the first one that's ever done it (laughs) and uh so it kind of goes along with that. I, I, I like that. Uh, yeah, Locke's yeah. a good guy. Let's do the next. I think this is the last one. That's how winning is done. Yeah, love that, good, I love that beat ro- drop there on that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's another Rocky one, right? That's from the movie Rocky Balboa, um, where 
his son is kind of estranged at this point because he feels like he's been living in the shadow of his father and you know because of the balboa name and he's like i want to make my own way and and he's kind of complaining and and rocky's just like you know that's that's not you you're better than that he's like you know that's 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 not what winners do and um and then he, he goes on to telling him that, you know, it doesn't matter how hard you get hit, doesn't how hard you get knocked down, you get up and you keep going. He was like, that's how winning is done. Yeah. And uh, I mean, that's just a great quote, just in general for motivation. Yeah. So and that was kind of like a cap to the intro because of all those things, all those lessons that we just talked about. That's how winning is done by uh, incorporating all that. So a lot of thought goes into these things more than you might, might, might think. Uh we really enjoy doing these, and I'm excited to do the new one for 2023 whenever that rolls around. Uh, we'll, we'll still be doing episodes then, too. Uh, so, Ethan, let's di- let's go ahead and dive into some of the high-level stats of our podcast. So, so far, we've done 100 ep- – this is our this will be our 100th episode. Uh, we've done 65 research episodes, and we've done 36 uh, interviews. And uh, the, we've – you know, a lot of people ask us like, "Oh, where do you get your?" Um, uh, they said, "Oh, where do you get your?" Uh, in, find people to interview, and really, we just—that's one of the things I feel like the podcast has done great for for me, and I think you as well, Ethan. It gets you out of your comfort zone to just approach people and be like, "Hey, this is the thing that you're doing is really cool. Could could you be on our podcast?" And also, whenever I talk to people, I try to just really get to know them uh, more because everybody's got something interesting to talk about. Uh, so I try, I try to get to know people a little bit better uh, because who knows, I mean, they might have a great story or something crazy that happened to them that I, I think that a lot of people could benefit from. So um, it's kind of changed how I, I interact with people. Uh, not that I'm always just looking for stuff for the podcast, but I am looking to understand people and learn from people because everybody has something to share. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree with that. And it, I mean, selfishly, it's kind of been a great opportunity for you and I to be like, Hey, I want to learn more about, you know, gladiators, uh, real estate or gladiators, or, Uh, you know, if, 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 if we want to learn more something about a topic, then we'll either do our own research Mm -hmm. and we'll, we'll dig in and we'll do like a, a research episode or we'll find somebody who's an expert in that field or who has done it. And we'll talk to them and we'll ask them about it. Yep. Um, so, you know, it's, it's been great. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, Ethan, you had some high-level stats on on countries that have listened yeah, to our podcast. Yeah, so you know we've pulled some of the statistics from the the podcast of of where our listeners are are from, uh, and, and you know where what countries they're listening from. And so I'll kind of break down some of the countries, and then Jared's got some state information. But obviously, the majority of our listeners come from uh, the United States, uh, but we also have listeners in Canada. Mexico, uh, the UK, Australia, Germany, Iraq, Italy, uh, Kyrgyzstan. We know those are real. <laughs> yeah. So, so some of these, some of these might be uh, VPNs uh, like or VPN something. VPN type things, but not all of them. I mean, and, and there's quite a few. These are kind of the highest ones. You know, we have some other like one or two listens from some obscure country in Africa and that might be what it is. But you know, these are kind of the big hitters, uh, Kyrgyzstan, but we did an, an, an interview with the guy that lived in Kyrgyzstan. So, um, fit, fit to survive. I think that was one of our first 10 episodes. Yeah. 
Saudi Arabia, Zambia, Peru, Argentina, Chile, and, and you know, like I said, India. There was a bunch I know that was ones, on there but, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So South Africa, it's it's really cool that there's, and you can see how many come from those countries, how many downloads come from those countries. Um, so you know, it's just kind of cool to to see. With the, the it's cool to see that people more than like is. just like uh you know our immediate families listening to this podcast <laughs> yeah it's like hey the, you know we're making it maybe some people out there are like you know oh, hey we know i know these guys uh just looking at the different states uh 12 percent of all the downloads have come from north carolina uh most of our families in north carolina so that's probably most of them uh california though i hardly know anybody in california uh is the next one at 8.3%. Texas, 7% of downloads came from Texas. I think I know one person in Texas. Uh, and this is just the percentage of, of the U.S. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Utah is a big one. South Carolina, obviously, because I live in South Carolina. And then Washington. Um, you know, I was surprised that California was pretty high. Uh, a yeah. lot of people there in California, but uh, yeah, it's... Uh, it's cool to see that, uh, to see how it was the reach. It was cool because whenever we first started, you know, almost two years ago, at first, you know, we saw the numbers and we were like, oh, well, okay, well, this is kind of like immediate family is listening to these episodes. And then it was, it kind of grew a little bit and we're like, okay, you know, family and and friends are listening, right? And then it got to a certain point to where we're like, I don't, we don't have that much family and friends, right? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so this is this is extending outside of just the the f- friends and family sphere, and and it's actually extended into you know a lot of these people we have we don't know who they are, uh, which yeah. is which is awesome, you know. Hopefully they, they're they're gaining experience, and sometimes you know we'll get some comments, different things like that on some of the. Uh, on YouTube and stuff like that, that, that people will be like, Oh, I love the episode. Or it's really cool. And you know, yeah, social medias and stuff, but it's, it's fun to see. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then let's talk about our, just some of our top episodes um, that we've had. Yeah. Well, before we do that, oh, yeah. I was going to say kind of the different platforms, um, you know, the platforms that you can listen to us over 50% of all of our downloads come from Apple podcasts, just because that's, I mean, I would say the majority of, People are probably Apple products users and iPhone users. So, uh, but we're also uh, largely Spotify, Pandora, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, YouTube is a big one, Podbean. You know, those are all different platforms that we're on. Really, any platform that you can get podcasts on, we're on. Um, and we see, you know, volume across the, across the board. So, yeah. So some of the uh, <clears throat> some of the biggest episodes here. Uh, the most um, episodes, and obviously the ones that are older are going to have more downloads because they're older. But uh, uh, one of the the most downloads that we've ever had <clears throat> was on the episode with Exploring Masculinity, the interview with sex therapist Jennifer, Dr. Jennifer Finlayson Fife. That was episode number 57. That was a great episode. Uh, and she was a, uh, she's a big name. Uh, and it was uh, really cool to talk to her about masculinity and and uh, hear her some of her thoughts. Uh, that was that was that was one of the best. Uh, yeah. The next one is was number thirty eight. Man made disasters. Uh, that was a research episode that Ethan and I did. Deepwater Horizon and the uh, Van Jant Dam in Italy. <clears throat> that one yeah. I think went uh, got a lot of views because we did a really good TikTok on that. 
Uh, that was one of our first viral videos. Yeah. I mean, and I say viral, I got probably what, 300,000 yeah, yeah. views or something like that. That's viral. That's viral for us, for us at least. Yeah. <laughs> Next was the firefighter Fenton, which was, uh, he was, he's a firefighting and comedy episode 44. Uh, he was hilarious and yep. his stuff is great. He tells a, an excellent story about when he got trapped with that fire truck and the whole thing got burnt down, and like he was crawling through that hoarder's house. Um, and that was a riveting story. Yeah. And uh, then the next one was men's mental health interview with a tactical chaplain, part one. That was episode sixty-three. Uh, that was a great episode. He talked about uh, trauma and uh, just you know stuff some of the police officers deal with and first responders. That was a great episode. And then the next one was, let's see, this is one, two, three, four, five. The fifth one is Stories from the Wild West, Cowboys, Lawmen, Outlaws, and more. Uh, that one kind of surprised me because most of these are just uh, interviews except for the Deepwater Horizon. And then the uh, this one was a research episode as well. Uh, but yeah. it did really well. One of, the, one of the ones that I had, um, <clears throat> it was really high uh, – I, I usually kind of man, I guess, the YouTube side of things, uh, and the statistics are a little bit different uh, with how, how we look at them as yeah. well. But uh, one of the main ones on YouTube was uh, the Hatfields and McCoys episode. Oh uh, yeah, really? The, the the Hatfields versus McCoy. I think we call it like American Legends or something like that. Uh-huh. That was that was really good episode. So that one got uh, got a lot of a lot of views and a lot of um, uh, you know uh, just participation and comments and stuff like that. Also. Another big one was uh interview with the Southern Dad. Oh yes. Dane the that Great. Was, that yeah. was a good one. Yeah, Dane the Great. Uh you know, he's super popular on social media. I mean, he's got millions of of uh subscribers and we we had him on. That was kind of one of the things. Jared, you reached out to him and was like, Hey, we'd like to talk to you and just you know, he he was growing so fast and everything, and he took the time to talk to us. Now, I mean, he's he's way up there. Yeah, he's doing all um, kinds of stuff, but yeah, it's great to chat with him. And sometimes people will chat with you. You just got to ask, you know? And yeah. He, he and was, he was so down to earth too. I mean, it was, he was great very, guy. he was very nice. Loved. I mean, we chatted for like an extra hour after the podcast, just telling us about, you know, how he got into things and how he's doing and, 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 and yeah. how he, I think he yeah. quit his job. Now he's doing this stuff full time. So it was great. Yeah. So let's get into sharing some of, some of the clips that we have. Um, so what uh, we kind of did is we kind of pulled um, some of our favorite—I uh, don't know—so let's say moments or stories or you know it's kind of Jared and I each have you know three or four clips that we're going to share um, that we kind of compiled uh, that have to do with that, and then we can we'll just talk about them a little bit after. Yeah. Uh, so you want to share yours first, Ethan? Yeah. So the first one, this first clip, uh, this is from episode thirty-four that we did about uh, war heroes and we shared some stories about different war heroes. This, this was probably one of my favorite episodes just because it was the, the things that the greatness that, that people have the potential to do is more than I can even understand. Um, And so this first one talks about a guy named Ed Freeman. All right, let's play that one. Just imagine this. Imagine you're a 19-year-old kid. You're, you know, you've been shot. You're in a battle in in Vietnam. You're critically wounded. You're you're laying on the jungle floor, bleeding out, and you're dying. It's the uh, the battle of uh, the Iadrang Valley. 
your unit is outnumbered eight to one against the enemy, who is just is constantly firing. Seems like they have they have unlimited uh, stores of ammunition. Um, they're firing at you from a hundred or two hundred yards away, so like one football field, just laying down AK forty seven rounds at you. You know that your landing zone was so hot that the commanders had ordered that no more medevac helicopters is too dangerous. And you're like, well, I am screwed. So you're lying there, you're listening to the enemy machine guns. You, you know in the back of your mind you're never going to get out. Your family is 12,000 miles away, and uh, the whole world probably just starts to kind of fade away. You know that none of the medevacs are coming, but there is someone coming. Ed Freeman is coming for you. He's not even a medevac <laughs> helicopter, and it's not his job to fly in and to medevac people out. Once the the battle got so bad that they basically said no more medevac helicopters are going in, called for one volunteer to fly back. Freeman was the only helicopter pilot that raised his hand that said that he, I, I'll, I'll go back. And in an interview later, they, somebody asked him, well, why did you volunteer to, to go get those guys? And he, was, he said, because I was the one that put them there, right? I was the one that dropped them off there. Huh. So for hours on end, they flew helicopter, these unarmed helicopters, and landed in this hot landing zone under fire. And once they dropped supplies, they ended up starting to, to haul out um, wounded, wounded soldiers. So uh, he said... He said, I put 14 hours in that day, in and out of that landing zone. There were several times where he got back to the headquarter base, and he had to switch helicopters because the helicopter he was flying was, was, too, so was, was too badly damaged that it couldn't make a trip again. So we ended up switching helicopters like five or six times. He ended up making 21 trips back and forth and ended up taking out um, more than 70 wounded soldiers to safety. It's a wild story, man. Very cool. Yeah. I just, I loved that one because it was, he was the one that said, I will go. And I mean, it, it the, the, the story keeps going on. I mean, we, we kind of go into his background and where he came from, but he was only, a, he was a year away from retirement too. And, you know, when no one else stood up and when no one else stepped up, he said, I'll go, I'll do it. Um, and you know, he, he ended up, uh, was awarded the medal of honor and, and, uh, just, it was an inspiring story of, you know, and I even said in that story, you know, I, I literally can't imagine what that situation would be like because I'd never been in that situation, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, to, to, to have the, the I guess the self-control or the self-awareness to, I'm sure he was scared. I'm sure he was nervous. I'm sure he, you know, he didn't want to die. Um, but he 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 put him he put himself in in harm's way to to save uh his fellow man. So I think that was that was admirable for sure. Yeah, I love that. Uh that, what an incredible story. One of the things about doing the podcast is that like sometimes you don't learn things until you teach them yourself. And like Sometimes when I think back on the podcast, the things that I remember the most are things that I've said, like things that I've researched and things that I come and teach basically on the podcast. Because if you if you learn it enough to teach it, then you know it. Uh, and then you do the same thing. So we both get to like teach each other and, and, we learn, and, and our audience and, and learn. So it's, it's just a great thing. Yeah. 
And I love history too. I love history. I love stories from history. You're never going to hear about Ed Freeman in your, uh, your social studies class. Probably not. I mean, and if you did, I would be very surprised. So, you know, we, we, we can't just let this history go by the wayside and, and these, these heroes, uh, you know, what if, what if your grandpa was one of those one of those 78 plus guys that Ed Freeman flew out of Vietnam? Yeah. And he ended up surviving and he came home and, you know, had kids with his wife, your grandma, and then they had kids and now they have you. I mean, you owe that man your life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally. And so I just think that's kind of cool. It's way cool. Definitely cool. Uh, <clears throat> so I'm going to share this one. This is from actually. This is probably one of the most um, on on the whole podcast. One of the times where I've been probably the closest to tears, honestly. Uh, and it's just because I just have so much. I just feel. I just felt so much meaning in this uh, clip, and uh, it was, you know, to to most people it may just seem like nothing, uh, but it really uh, touched me. Uh, and this was one of the ones that Ethan, you did. Uh, we were doing a famous duos uh, episode collaboration with uh, the Virtuous Men, and uh, Ethan did a, a piece on the Wright brothers. And uh, I'll just play this little piece of that episode. They tried again and again, taking turns manning the aircraft. On the last test, with Wilbur at the helm, winds gusting, his brother running alongside the machine, he was able to gain control and fly for over 800 feet before it darted down and struck the ground. They had sustained flight about 10 feet above the ground for almost three football fields. They had done it. There were five witnesses and one picture of this amazing achievement. Okay, so first of all, the music that you use there is just like... I mean, how can you not? Um, so for me, like that just really hit me because, uh, you know, Orville, he was the older one, right? Yeah. And Wilbur was the younger brother. And Orville was like kind of tasked by his dad to really take care of his younger brother. And so he was really protective over him. And, uh, you know, in this scene, I, I you just did it so beautifully where the younger brother is in the machine and it's it's crashed before, and he's running right there beside him, uh, because well because it's the, both of their invention. But you know, in, in my mind, I like to think that he's also trying to protect his brother. Uh, and yeah. for me, I just you know I, I feel I just love that uh, that uh, piece that you put together there because it just you know reminded me of of how much I love my brother and. Uh, the the great things that we get to do together and uh which is you know part of this podcast is is, is doing that but uh how i would feel you know in that scenario having you <laughs> in danger you know how i would feel too and how i'd be running run right there next uh next to the sh- the the airplane so yeah anyway i think I that have, was uh I have, most impactful i have no i have no doubt that you'd be right there holding it up or doing anything you could you know, I think we we both we both would. I mean, that's that's true brotherhood, and so I I I agree. Yeah. So I, that was probably the the one that I just really sticks out to me. But uh, but you go ahead. <laughs> yeah. 
So the my, my next clip, um, it's actually from from that same episode about war heroes. Um, this is probably one of the toughest men that I've ever heard about in my entire life. And uh, the, the guy's name is Roy Benavides. And it, he was also in Vietnam. But they call him the Lazarus soldier. Um, because he, he just keeps rising from the dead. And uh, we'll, we'll kind of go through, we'll, we'll play the clip. Um, it, it just some of the things that happened to him and the the willpower that and the motivation that he had to keep going is incredibly inspirational to me. Yeah, let's play that one. The Lazarus Soldier. The story goes, I mean, he kind of had three lives is what they talk about. Um, he kind of, you know, came back from the dead. Um, and so his first life in 1965, he was sent to Vietnam to train the, uh, the native soldiers while he was there. Um, he went on a, what they called it a solo patrol, which, uh, most likely means that he was on some sort of kind of covert operation. Well, while he was on that patrol, he stepped on a landmine and it left him severely wounded. He had severe injuries to his spine to the point to where he was he was paralyzed. They told him he'd never walk again. He couldn't move his legs. So as Lazar- Lazarus arose from the dead, uh, so did he. He walked out of the grave, and he started his, his second life. It says, prior to reaching the team's position, he was wounded in his right leg, face, and head. Sergeant Benavides was severely wounded by small arms fire in the abdomen and grenade fragments in his back. So he was shot in the stomach. And grenaded in the and back. grenaded in the back. It's crazy. Although extremely critical condition due to his multiple wounds, Sergeant Benavides secured and class- the classified documents and made his way back to the wreckage where he aided the wounded out of the overturned aircraft and gathered the stunned survivors into a defensive perimeter. Under increasing enemy automatic weapons and grenade fire, he moved around the perimeter dis- uh, distributing water and ammunition to his weary men. Uh, reinstilling in them a will to live and fight. He was wounded again in his thigh by small arms fire while administering first aid to a wounded team member. He was clubbed from behind at the by an enemy soldier. In the ensuing hand-to-hand combat, enemy soldiers uh, accosted him and basically stabbed him with a, with a bayonet. Benavides pulled it out, uh, yanked out his own knife, and, s- and stabbed the guy as, as he then continued under devastating fire to carry the wounded to the helicopter. Upon reaching the aircraft, he spotted and killed two enemy soldiers who were rushing the craft from an angle that prevented the aircraft door gunner from firing upon them. Only then, in extremely serious condition, from numerous wounds and loss of blood, did he allow himself to be pulled into the extraction's aircraft. He gets in this chopper and they fly back to the, uh, to the forward operating base. They start sifting through the people that are coming out of these helicopters and putting them in in piles almost like uh, these people are critical these people are dead he was laying there and blood had coagulated and 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 crusted into his eyes and so he couldn't open his eyes and his jaw was broken um and obviously he had had severe blood loss and other stuff and so they actually sorted him into the pile of deceased one of his men recognized him and said that is roy go check him the doctor went over there and checked him the doctor said He's, he's gone. So he started to zip up the body bag, and Roy spit in the doctor's face. He spit at him to uh, to tell him he was alive, because he couldn't speak, his jaw was broken, and, and he could hear them talking, and he was like, they just pronounced me dead. I got to do something. 
That's a pretty crazy. That one's a wild story. Yeah, the the first time when he was in the hospital, um, when he got when he stepped on the landmine and was paralyzed, he was in the hospital for nine months, and then they told him he'd never walk again. They tried to discharge him. And the doctor, I mean, go listen to the episode. It's episode 34. There's like tons of stories like this. But the doctor said, you'll never walk again. We're going to discharge you. And he said, don't discharge me. He said, that's worse than dying on the field. So the doctor said, okay, if you can get up and walk out of this bedroom, I, I'll let you go uh, back to war. And so he spent months and months and months, like nine months in this hospital recovering, trying to get his legs to work again. And he did. He walked out of that that room, and then uh, this uh, after this, his second life, right, where he got shot all these times in this battle, and they thought he was dead. He uh, he was in the hospital for a year, recovering, an entire year recovering from all these wounds, and then after that, he kind of that was that was his second life, right, and then <laughs> his third life after that, he goes on and he just just to continue to do some great things uh for veterans themselves so yeah that was a cool one <clears throat> tough guy uh one of the ones here i i shared is from uh this one is from making goals uh emotional this is episode 13 with matt oviet uh where we talk about it was a year end 2020 year end and uh, we're talking about just making goals and and, and he gives some advice on this i, I love this uh clip he gave we are emotional creatures, no doubt. And the more that you can make your why or your, your purpose in, in this RPM method you're talking about, the more that you can make it emotional, naturally, the more effective it's going to be. I mean, if, if you want to lose 15 pounds because you want to fit in a pair of pants, like that's one thing. But if you want to lose 15 pounds because you want to be able to play with your kids, then that's a lot more emotional, right? Oh, yeah. If you're grossly overweight and now you want to lose, you know, enough weight to be able to do things to spend time with those that you love, now you've got the emotional hook that's going to help you get to that goal achievement. There's a <clears throat> there's a quote that I really like that says, "Information without emotion is forgotten," and um, yeah, you know that that can be anything as far as like if you're you're studying something or maybe something spiritual or studying something in school, if you can tie an emotion to it, then it'll stick. I think the same thing goes for like what we're talking about with goals. So I think that goals are so important. Uh, and uh, I just love how that tying emotion to it and making it like a vision board or, or doing something. Uh, and that will really help keep you motivated uh, because you have that emotion behind it. Uh, so uh, I, I love that episode. That was episode 13. Great episode. Go check it out. Yeah, I think we had two episodes with Matt too. We did, yeah. We did one with uh, we talked about just goal setting, and then one we talked about his real estate uh, business, that empire, like more of an empire <laughs> than a business. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, uh, the last clip that I had, this was we did um, some uh, 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 collaboration with the Virtuous Men podcast, um, where we talked about underdog stories, and. I shared a story that was, it was called the winter war. And this is an early world war, uh, two, I think. Yeah. Um, and the Russians were trying to invade Finland. And so 
um, they Finland was which has had a tiny civilian army, and Russia had this massive, massive monstrosity of an army. Um, but Finland was able to to stay off Russia for for a, a long time, and probably you know just by, by the, the straight will they were able to probably save their country from complete desolation to be completely honest. So uh, the, the, there's a quote at the end that I just really loved and that has always stuck with me. I've, I've shared this story actually quite a few times. Um, and so you go ahead and play it. Yeah. While Finland is estimated to have lost approximately 25,000 soldiers during the Soviet offense, the invaders fatality had been over 200,000 not counting the hundreds of thousands more wounded or crippled by frostbite. Its citizen army had so severely wounded the Soviet bear that Finland preserved its independence and was spared from the grim fate of Russian tyranny. The Finns eventually became exhausted and were overrun. They stayed off a vast force, much greater than their own, that would have taken everything in its path. This is a testament to true patriotism and frozen grit. The fact that free men stood against tyranny, the few stood against the many, and that when the war was over, everyone knew that even a world superpower could bleed. The kill ratios and casualty rates are perhaps some of the starkest in modern warfare. Jokingly, the Finns would say about the Russians, they are so many and our country is so small, where will we find room to bury them all? <laughs> I love, how, I love, I love, how, I love how that there. rhymes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it rhymes You're in probably, Finnish, uh, but it that definitely it's, it's it epic rhymes in, in English. English. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You probably recognize the music there too. That was an uh, inspiration for our, uh, for our intro. Oh yeah. Our 2022 intro. Yeah. 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 So I just thought that was, you know, they are so many and our country is so small. Where will we find room to bury them all? That is just like that is like one of the most the, the most powerful quotes that I've ever heard. I mean, even when I just hear it, I, I get chills. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's pretty epic. Uh, that's, that's that's awesome. It's like I, I, I just I just envision that like you're looking at a goal that just seems like a monstrosity of a goal that you can't you know, you got to lose. 200 pounds or you gotta you know uh, you know build this massive company you have these goals that are just massive you know but the optimism of seeing that goal and almost like laughing at it and saying you know we got this i got this i can do it and yeah. it's just i like that yeah me too uh so this next one here is from episode 56 with rob foster and he talks about just making goals again uh we talked to, my last couple was about that too, but uh, I really, I really liked what he said. Uh, I'll go ahead and play this. Twenty percent of what you can plan, what you and I can plan today, is it, we can see it, we can plan it out, we can plan something great. Eighty percent is discovered along the journey. So when people set goals, I tell them, "Hey, man, go from A. Don't go to F. Go to Z. 
set big goals. But if you become step oriented, you'll discover a lot about yourself. Being a business owner, you just you discover everything about yourself because you're you're up. You never get any sleep. There's lots of stress. You're hiring people you don't trust. Uh, you're behind on bills. Maybe you're making money. Whatever it is, you have an opportunity to learn different sides of yourself. And I think that's what we should do as it pertains to goals is that. The, the, the greatest achievement is what you became in reaching that goal. So you, you, the greatest discovery is what's inside of you. Like I told you with the caveman, skyscrapers, no big deal. You guys drive by past them every day and you don't even sweat it. You know, it's no big deal. But you went and told a caveman that this is what's going to be in the future. I'm like, dude, you're crazy. What are you talking about? A plane, this bird that flies through the sky. What are you talking about? And people are on it. So I think that discovery within yourself, what's in you is the best thing a person can do. Then you can control that and do anything you want. Uh, It's limitless. Like I stated before, you can defeat yourself from your normal comforts. If you can defeat yourself, there's just not much else that's outside of the doors of your home that can stop you. I mean, there's so much packed into that sentence that he just said. He talks about making goals. He talks about discovering a lot. Sometimes just make big goals. Sometimes you discover a lot of it along the way. He talked about... uh, the person you're becoming along the way, that is the success. He talks about, uh, you know, just uh, getting out there and make those goals. And he talks about discipline right at the end there, about how you become disciplined. And, and through that process, you're improving yourself. Uh, so many great things. I mean, I almost wanted to just pause, take notes, pause, take notes, pause, take notes, because he's yeah. just dropping so much knowledge there. And you know where I met him? I just met him at the gym. I met him one morning at the gym. And I was like, hey, man. He was just talking to a buddy, and he was just talking like he was just talking there. And I was like, man, this guy is seriously, like, motivating. Uh, I, I love the way he talks. I love the way he thinks. And I just introduced myself, and I was like, hey, man, well, let's have you on the podcast. Let's 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 have you come and talk about us, about goals and goal setting. And, and he did, and it was a great episode. So Yeah. Yeah, that was a really good one. Uh, I do have one more clip here. Uh, this uh, is, I, well, I, oh, be, before we get to yeah. that one, I was just going to say, uh, I had written, I don't have cl- other clips, but I had written down some of the other things that, that really kind of jumped out to me for several different episodes. Yeah. And, um, one that I, one story that I really liked that I should just pulled a clip of it, but, uh, was episode number four with, uh, Dave Bunch. And he was telling us about how he uncovered, uh, the, a, a whole, basically operation of stealing merchandise out of this warehouse for this company that he worked for. And he uncovered that it was the the MS 13 gang that had this whole organized crime syndicate that they were hiring, you know, that they would train people and get them hired on to the, to the, to the warehouse manager staff. And then they would, you know, go and, 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 drive the trucks off the path and then unload them and load. It was just like, it was crazy story. That was episode four. I like that story. That was a wild story. Uh, what other ones do you have? Um, I, I had another one from episode 25 where we talked with Aaron from millennial manliness. Uh-huh. And he talks about the four P's of being a man, the four, four P's of manliness. And, and he talks about, we kind of go into depth on this on episode 25, but he talks about it's pursue, provide, protect and partner. And, uh, we go into those and I really like those. And then he talks about, uh, responding versus reacting, uh, with your children and your, your spouse and in, in fatherhood and just even just being a man, how you react, you know, do you, are you responding to a situation or are you reacting to a situation? 
Uh, I think we actually did a whole different episode specifically on uh, reacting versus responding, or we uh, talked about it in an episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was another one that I that I really liked. Yeah, that was those are good. Those are great ones. Uh, let's see the last one here. Uh, challenge yourself. Do something gr- uh, new. And, you know, kind of grow. Get outside your comfort zone. This is from a episode we did with uh, one of our buddies Jesse, who talked to us about Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. So uh, this was part of his personal creed here. You know, I've listened to this podcast and, and I've tried to incorporate different things of of listening to, you know, to, to the different podcasts and like, what can I do to like, and that's kind of what I've taken away from your guys' podcast is what can I do to challenge myself? And so participating in the tournaments, I didn't have to do that. I can just go to jujitsu, do the jujitsu gym and do jujitsu, but I wanted to challenge myself, right? And so... um you know, part of my creed, I think, is just challenging myself each and every day and and exploring new new things that I haven't considered. Like I said earlier, I wasn't a runner, but by golly, if I'm not going to challenge myself and try to do a half marathon or a full marathon at some point, I'm going to do it just to, to try to challenge myself. And that's um, I think that's one pe- nugget of my creed where jujitsu fits in is just challenging myself each and every day to um to new things and, and new skills and um, to be better, to be better. Yep. Yeah. I like that one. I feel like that's one thing that you and I both have done, Ethan, during this whole thing. Uh, Jesse first challenged us to do the, the bone frog race, which was absolutely brutal because <laughs> we both had coronavirus, <laughs> 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 but we finished it. Uh, and, and then since then you've run two triathlons. Uh, two weekends ago, I competed in my first jujitsu tournament uh, and you know, we're, we're, we're trying stuff. We're doing stuff. We're getting outside our comfort zone. And so, uh, I, I love that uh, approach and I love it even more that he said that that's what he gets out of our podcast. Cause that's exactly the kind of thing that our podcast is about. So, um, yeah, so we'll have to, we'll have to check in with Jesse and see how his, his marathon training is going. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's we'll hold his feet to the fire on that one. <laughs> no, we, yeah. cause then he'll invite us to do it with him. <laughs> oh geez. Yeah, that's true. Um, I, 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 I love that, you know, and, and, um, it's kind of those, those relationships and, and we can get into a little bit, just kind of at the end here, uh, what I personally have gotten out of, um, out of the podcast. And, uh, there was one thing that, that I wanted to share, it was from um, it was from episode forty one, uh, which kind of talked about creeds and and uh, I shared um, the story of Beowulf, and when Beowulf goes into battle, he had like a creed or a mantra that he would actually even repeat while he was in battle, while he was defeating his foes, and his his mantra, his creed was. Uh, it goes like this, this quote. He says, I am ripper, terror, slasher, gouger. I am the teeth in the darkness, the talons in the night. Mine is strength and power. I am Beowulf. And that was something that he just lived by. And, um, you know, for me personally, I kind of go back and say, okay, what have what have I gotten out of this podcast? Um, and retrospective or introspectively, um, there's a couple of things that I've gotten out of it. Um, 
No, number one is it has helped me to become more uh, introspective, I guess. It's helped me to look into myself and analyze what I'm doing, why I'm doing it that way. Can I do it better? Um, it has caused me to see things more in depth uh, through maybe it's personal research through research episodes or speaking with others, learning how they do things. And, and, and learning from their advice. Uh, selfishly, we talked about this before. We do episodes about things that we're interested in, that we think are cool. We talk with people that do interesting things, or at least things that we find interesting. Yeah. Um, it has held me accountable for uh, to my goals and becoming a better husband, a better father, uh, etc. Now, th- that doesn't mean that I'm <laughs> I'm particularly good or great at all of these things. Uh, you know, there've been many times where I'll share things on the podcast that maybe I don't particularly do myself or that, you know, but it's something that I'm striving to build my own personal creed. You know, we talk, we, we have an episode about motivation or episode about diligence or episode about, uh, you know, social awareness. And we talk about all these great things that we can do. Am I doing all of those things? No, but talking about them, has made me more aware personally of sometimes that, you know, I'll, I'll think twice or I'll, I'll, it has just helped me to grow in that specific area. Um, yeah. And lastly, uh, probably the, 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 in the, the greatest benefit that I have gotten from the podcast personally is just, uh, the, the, the opportunity to do it with my brother. Um, mm-hmm. you know, for us to be able to, talk every week, you know, multiple times a week, record every week, uh, you know, and not just talk logistics, but it's given us the opportunity to like get deep with things mm-hmm. and talk about stuff and share experiences and share stories. You know, you've shared stories that, you know, that might be considered, you know, vulnerable that I didn't know. And, and I have too. And so, you know, it's just, it's great that I can learn from, um, from you you know, and hopefully, uh, but you know, vice versa. Absolutely. Um, but you know, I, I remember there was a point in, in our lives, right. When right out of college, I was living in California and I was working like a dog and you were living in Idaho and you were working like a dog or Utah at this time, working like a dog. And I mean, I think we talked like maybe once or twice a month, like when we're driving home in the car or something. Yeah. And, that was terrible. You know, it was like, I was our relationship. Yeah. I mean, we always had a good relationship, Yeah. but I just felt like this is just personally, uh, you know, built, uh, a meaningful relationship in, in my life. So, yeah, I absolutely echo that. I mean, it's like, you know, it's just stuff like we would talk about anyway. It's just like, you know, getting together and sharing cool stories, sharing history with each other and, and then motivational things. And like you said, it's, a lot of some of the things we talk about, we aspire to these ideals. Uh, we may not, as, we aspire to uh, be these types of, of men. And so if we talk about diligence or we talk about habits, we talk about uh, being motivated and all these things, like we're striving towards those things. We're not perfect. Uh, and that doesn't, uh, sometimes we choose things that we have weaknesses in so that we can talk about it, so we can research it. Uh, yeah. So it's like, this is the weakest thing that I am. I want to research that. I want to talk about that on the podcast. And so uh, 
we're not necessarily saying that we're authorities, but we're uh, pulling in resources, whether that be an interview or through research of people that do know more about these things, uh, and we're sharing with our audience. And so, and then we a lot of times we'll throw in our own personal experiences about times where we have struggled or are done well in that aspect. Uh, I think that I echo everything you said. Uh, absolutely agree with everything. Absolutely everything. Uh, one thing I think that I would add, and we've talked about this, is just the and uh, would be absolutely remiss if we didn't mention this. Uh, I think that we would not have gotten to our hundredth episode, hundred episodes, if it wasn't for our wives who have supported us along this way. Uh, Agreed. We've got some. We both have absolutely wonderful wives uh, who have supported us in doing this podcast and spending time together as brothers. Uh, and you know, it's it takes time. Uh, it takes a lot of time to do research to come together and do podcasts together. Uh, but they've supported us in doing this effort and also in just continuing, uh, you know, to have this brotherly bond that is very tight. And so uh, definitely appreciate them uh, and all of their love and support that we felt throughout this whole process. So, yeah, well, we'll we'll, uh, we'll have to start planning what we're going to do for our 200th episode. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, maybe we'll... But, We'll have to start thinking about it now. <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe we'll have to take our wives to like uh, Hawaii or something and do our 200th episode remotely. Yeah, we'll just write it off. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> It'll be a write-off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, well, that sounds great. Well, uh, you know, to everybody listening, uh, you know, thanks for uh, thanks for listening to us uh, on this 100th episode and any other episode. And if you're out there and you've listened to us. Uh, Please send us in a, a message on on Instagram or or TikTok. Let us know uh, how the podcast has affected you. We'd love to hear that. Or if you've been inspired by any of the episodes, if something has struck you, uh, please write us in. We'd we'd love to hear that feedback. We we don't hear very much feedback, so it'd be interesting uh, to hear feedback from someone out there. Uh, obviously, our families, you know, they'll say, "Oh, great episode," and that's cool. But like. I think it would be really awesome to hear from someone we don't know, you know. Yeah. Reach yeah, out it's and say, always, hey, this it's episode always was, nice. Yeah, that'd be that'd be kinda cool. <laughs> yeah, it's always nice when we get comments and stuff from people that we don't know, like complete strangers, because we're like, Oh, it's unbiased, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. unbiased uh, They're not uh, just feedback. saying that to be nice to us, yeah. Although yeah. I know our family's not just saying it to be nice, but yeah, uh, still. You know, um and, and so you can follow us on our social medias, uh, you know, follow us on YouTube, leave a comment on any of our um, really any of our uh, socials or videos and, and we'll receive that. You could also shoot us an email if you, uh, you know, have a an interesting idea or an interesting person that you, that would, would you'd like to just to have on the podcast. You, you can email us at a brothers creed, no apostrophe, a brothers creed at gmail.com. Um, yeah. We'd love to, we'd love to have you on. Uh, you know, we're, we get emails, uh, occasionally from folks uh some we 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 kind of dig in we're like hey you know is this is this good is this is this aligned with our brand uh sometimes we we say no but a lot of times we say yes because we we got quality you know people with really cool experiences reaching out to us so uh, so yeah so as always thank you for listening here's to continued episodes and more content that's going to be even more exciting and more interesting and as always let's Let's build build that that creed creed together. together